Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, an Experience Points podcast, or an all-queer cast Numenera podcast. I'm Kenny, the cast member who plays the lovable and simple lad Hillian. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review makes Kelric, the GM and producer's eyes, sparkle and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Excorians Points Network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Did you know that we had a Patreon? We are grateful to everyone who's already become a patron. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash Points. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cuminera, your favorite all-queer cast Numenera podcast. I'm Kelric, and my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your host today. I am here with my amazing cast. Uh, I'm Jess, uh, she, her, and I play Tiuna, a mechanical nano who rides the lightning, um, and her pronouns are also she, her. Hello, I am Aaron. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. And I play Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue, and their pronouns are also their tongue. Hi, I'm Kenny. My pronouns are he, they, and I play Hillian Jossa, a, uh, an earnest jack who howls at the moon, whose pronouns are he, him. So before we get started, I do want to say that uh, Experience Points has partnered with a dice company called Q Workshop, and they have been so generous as to send us all copies of, or, or sets of their Numenera dice, which are absolutely amazing. I just received them, so I will be sending them out and meeting with everyone on the cast so that they have them so we can actually use them and, you know, have our copies of the dice. It's super exciting. We will be giving away a set of these dice in the near future, so keep tuning in and we will get you more information. I believe today we have two separate recaps. I leave it to Jess and Kenny to decide who will be going first. Tuna will go first because it kind of leads into what happened <laughs> with <laughs> I left early in the morning trying to get out of town with the dangerous Numenera, but I was seen by Adalale, and after a disagreement, uh, they they rushed back to town and sent some villagers to try to follow me. I tried to lose them in the forest and found some sort of horrifying death moth that killed all of the villagers chasing me. Uh, I stole one of their anine for quicker travel, and I'm now on the road to Ephraimon. Um, after Tuna left, we decided to stay back and, uh, meet all of the, the townspeople just to make sure that, you know, they understood that we weren't trying to leave them high and dry and that, you know, they, that we, we tried our best and that, you know, they, they'd be okay. They'd be fine. Um, but the villagers had other plans. They, they locked us in a, in a, in, a, in our cabin and tried to burn us down alive. So we had to escape. We used some pretty strong tactics to do so, scared some Anine, um, and, and then we, we we escaped on the backs of Anine. It was kind of cool to be riding on an Anine, I have to say. Um, but that left us trying to find our way back to meeting up with Yuna. All right, so you, two, you three have decided to split the party, and you are in two separate places. Tuna is on the road, to Ephraimon, which should take 
on this anine that you've stolen about three days to reach. And if you recall, you rolled really well. So the anine you stole was the most prepared looking of the lot. You do have that going for you, which is pretty good. And then Rylu and Hillian, you two were able to peel off two anines. So you have one each. And Rylu, you would know that an anine is pretty much valued at about 100 shins each. So y'all are getting away with some pretty expensive <laughs> gear here. You were at the forest on your way either in with the other anine, because the other anine had sort of slowed down, and then we're just going to keep going into the forest, up the path where the, the kids tend to go, and... Rylu had suggested that you just go back to where the symbol of the convergence was. So let's start with Tiuna, and then we will meet back up with you two once you decide how you're actually going to be traveling. Tiuna is on the road, has managed to steal an anine from the lone surviving person that she is left <laughs> of the villagers. And what is she doing? Um, basically more of the same. Now that she has a little bit of a head start, she's willing to stay closer to the road. Um, but she is on high alert. So if she hears, uh, if she hears anyone coming up on her, she'll try to get a little bit deeper into the forest to stay hidden. Okay. So can you give me a writing roll, which is a speed check at... According to my sheet, a level five. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I will allow you, since you did choose the most prosperous one, it has a saddle. So, and okay. it's fairly docile. So I will let you use that to drop it down by one step to a difficulty four. Okay. You have something else to help then go for it. Um, I think I'll apply an effort. All right. Ooh, very nice. You rolled a 13, you needed to hit a 12, so you were doing just fine, and you were starting to really get this whole anine writing thing. Like, they're kind of weird looking, and it's a little awkward at first, but you're like, yeah, I got this. And so what are you doing? Are you just, you're just riding, and what are you doing? Uh, so Tina is um, basically just trying to, like, get to Ephraman as quickly and quietly as possible. She doesn't want to draw any attention to herself because she's traveling alone. And she's just trying to stay out of the forest as much as possible because that's where the Drastar are and possibly other dangerous creatures. Um, but she also doesn't want to run into anyone on the road. So if she sees any sign or, like, hears any sign of people approaching, she will try to get just deep enough into the forest so that she wouldn't be seen right away, but hopefully not so deep that she'd disturb any creatures. Okay. So the thing about the Ba'adenu forest is that as you are going through it, the road is very much a tree-covered, almost like those... <laughs> to call it a road is very generous. Like, from a sky view of the map, you wouldn't even see it. But it is a definitely carved-out area where caravans can get through and get to the city. But the whole time you're in there, one of the things that the Baudeno Forest is famous for is it gets these winds in the upper 
uh, levels of the tree because they're extremely tall and crazy. You just hear everywhere you go the creaking of this, these trees as they bend in the wind at the high levels. Mm. And so the whole time, like you're hearing, if you were going through the forest and someone was chasing you and you could hear like branches snapping and, you know, things, that's what you would be hearing this entire trip. So you never really know whether it's a person or just the forest and so how is tuna dealing with that like it sounds like never-ending pursuit basically but that could just be the creaking of the trees mm. in that case she's probably pretty regularly kind of just like glancing over her shoulder to see if she can see anyone mm-hmm. uh, she might occasionally just like dip uh, deep enough into the forest that she's not immediately visible from the road, but can still like keep track of where the road is. Okay. Uh, just to kind of try to like, just to try to stay as hidden as possible. All right. So you get, you know, three, four hours into this trip. And I mean, it's really hard to stay on guard all that time. Like, yeah, you, you're definitely keeping awake, but I, I do you feel like you would be super afraid of villagers catching up to you at this point? I mean, you've already killed four of them, so... Yeah, I think Tina would be even more worried that villagers are coming, like that that one that survived would run back and say, like, oh, she killed the rest of them, we need to send an even bigger group now. Okay, remember, it's this is a city, a, a village of about 200 people. It's not very big. So it's really a village of 196 people at <laughs> I don't know how much they might be willing to risk. Does Tina feel like they might be able to be willing to risk a lot more to get even with you? Or do you think that, or have you even thought about what would happen to your two colleagues that you left behind? At, at this point, Tina is basically just hoping that like, between Riley's like fast talking and Hillian's just like earnest innocence, they've either like talked their way out of it or just like been able to stay hidden. Um, so she's not willing to like go back and try to go back to the village to look for them. Um, but she also, just from what she's seen of Etalale, is willing to believe he's capable, is willing to believe that Etalale is capable of anything. Okay, so Tina is willing to just leave them for dead in case that's what happened. <laughs> I mean, if you want to put it that way, yes. <laughs> I mean, Tina's just saying that she trusts our professionalism. <laughs> professionalism is the wrong word. I'm trusting your survival instincts. It's a harsh world. We all got to hedge our own bets here. I understand. <laughs> I'd never tell Tuna this, but I understand. <laughs> like, Tina believes that Riley was capable of, like, getting out of there and wouldn't leave Hillian behind. You can tell a lot about our relationship because I thought you were going to say capable of murder. And I was like, yeah, they are. (laughs) I mean, yeah, basically. (laughs) That's fair. All right. So you write along for a while. And, you know, after a while, I mean, it's a lot. You have three days of this ahead of you. And I would like you to roll percentage dice three times. And let's see if you have anyone meet up with you at any point or anything unless you want to take some time to uh, go through the packs on the anine or not it's up to you um well definitely the first thing you would want to do is when she gets like a couple hours head start where 
she would think that they would have to like really push Anine to catch up to her anytime soon if she'd want to like take a few minutes just for a recovery. Okay. So yeah, you can take a couple minutes and just kind of recover if you want to take the 10 minute rest. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so she took up to her with the boat action and then the 10 minute rest that she okay. had. So, so you took a rest. Exhausted. What did you do during these rests? I mean, if she can dig through the packs a little bit and still be considered resting, then she would have done that. I mean, you're riding on the anine, or you can stop and tether the anine and just sort of hang out. But I mean, it's not like you're going through the packs. It's not like you're lifting, you know, weights or doing a workout or something. You can still be resting. Okay, then yeah, she'll, she'll sure. check the packs. All right, roll me a d20. Let's see what you get. A two. <laughs> well, with a two, you go through and you find some rations. You, you're real cursory. You're like, okay. You notice there's absolutely no camping gear attached to this thing. It's just you and the anine and enough food to get you about a day in. If you're real parsimonious with the food, you can probably make it stretch and be absolutely miserably hungry the entire three days without okay. having to stop and hunt or whatever. But you've got that. You know, okay. you just well, need to go through one or two of the bags. Okay, and then would, would Tina also have had a little bit of food, like, from travel to the town and, like, stuff they would have taken while they were exploring the forest and stuff? I mean, yeah, if you have your bag, then you have some rations that way as well, then. But, okay. Which is probably just enough to get you to Aframon and then you're like okay I could really spend some shins on something here so alright so you go through and you find food and not much else it looks like it was pretty uh, quickly done but you you did not give this a super thorough search you're just like eh my butt hurts from writing on this thing for so long so did you well, she's probably more worried about, like, making sure no one's coming after her. So she's, like, poking in the bag and, like, looking over her <laughs> shoulder, like, <laughs> So I'm assuming with that, she stayed on the anine and kept moving instead of yeah. thing. Okay. Maybe just, like, slowed the anine down a little bit so they're not, so that the anine could, like, recover a little bit, too. And then after the little bit of break and, like, looking through packs, picked up the pace again. Cool. So let's see what happens to you in the morning as you're as you're traveling along do you run into anything so okay. get a, a percentage roll and you tell me high or low before you roll uh hi okay 63 no 36 Ooh. so low okay let's see what you might run into can we talk about how every time I think all of us choose high and I think it's been low every single time? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you rolled low and you do actually hear some crashing behind you as you are doing your travels. You're, you're going along and you're actually looking in the bags and looking over your shoulder and looking in the bags and looking in the shoulder as your Anina is riding along and you just hear... You're like, that doesn't sound like the trees, but it's also coming up the road behind you. In the distance, you see another anine coming up the road. It's traveling pretty quickly. Like, it is, it's really booking it right towards you. What are you going to do? 
towards me like had seen me or just like in towards like following the road? It's like following the road. Okay. Um, Tina will direct her, I mean, just like into the tree line a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Again, just like keeping an eye out for any creatures in the forest, but just going to kind of slow down so that that Anine can pass by her. Okay. So this Anine is just running up the road and you sort of go in and hide and you're not really, tra are you still traveling so that you're on the Anine or are you just sort of like in the off the road sort of hiding to let it pass? Like, are you stationary? Yeah, more hiding to let it pass. Okay, uh, roll a d20 for a stealth check, which would be speed. All right, with a nine, let's see what happens. So this anine catches up to you because they run really fast. Like, taking those has cut down your travel time enormously. And you notice that there is no rider on this anine. It is just a lone anine, and it is just running up the road. You do notice that it has some of the same markings and uh, saddle that you have on. So you you can tell that it's definitely one from the village, but there's no one on it. It's just running on its own. Um, and it sort of starts to slow down and then it's, it's huffing and it just sort of stops where you came off the road and turns and, and just sort of is huffing there looking at something. It's either you or possibly the Anine you're riding, but it, it just, it has just apparently come to catch up with you. Okay. Um, can Tina see if any other Anine are like behind? Like following Not that behind? you can see. No. It's just a lone anine on the road that matches, has the same matching saddle and stuff as what you've got. I mean, it's a little lower quality, but it's, it, it just, it's an anine on the road and it looks like it's, you know, somehow attached to the anine you have taken. So it could be just part of its herd, a mate, something, but it has decided that it is going where you were going. Okay, and it doesn't seem like person. there's someone... What was that? There is no person on this thing. Okay, and it doesn't seem like it has, um, like, bags big enough that it could be, like, hiding someone in its saddlebags or anything like that? No, but it does have saddlebags if you wanted to check it. Okay, yeah, Tina will come out um, very slowly so she doesn't startle it. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, just sort of, like, approach it slowly, still on the back of the other, I mean. Okay. Yeah, why don't you roll a... Uh, let's do an int check for this one. Yeah, you rolled a 10. Perfectly reasonable that you get up to it. And it, it's a little spooked, but not really bad. And you're able to grab its, you know, anine-style hackamore and tie it onto your saddle so that it'll follow. And if you want to take the time to uh, check its bags, you can do a... A, a quick roll there, see what you got. Um, sure, just a d20. Yeah, just d20. With a three, yeah, you do not even find food in this one, but you do find a blanket. Okay. So, you now have a blanket at the top of everything else you've had. <laughs> and you have a second Anine, who is apparently very docile and willing to follow you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, she'll... Um... 
So the she'll keep the anine like tied to the saddle of the one that she's on, but pretty loosely so that it'll hopefully follow along. But if for some reason one of them gets spooked, it won't like having it tied won't like yank her off. Sounds good. Um, and yeah, she'll just like keep up her her like medium quick pace of headed towards heading toward Aphromaughton. All right. So those of you who have been left for dead by Tiuna, <laughs> what is what is it you're doing? All right, Helian, uh, now that we're safe, I think it may be a better idea to go along the edge. If we head through the forest, we might run into some of the Draskar or a lot of other animals. I know they're gone now, but they could come back and we have a long travel ahead of us. I'm not really worried about the villagers. I can keep them off of us if I need to. What do you think? I, I think riding on the Anina is fun. Um, it's really nice out here and, you know, whether we go in the forest or we stay uh, along the edge, you know, as long as we're riding, I, I think I like it. All right, uh, why, why don't you take the lead? I'll take up behind to make sure we're not being followed and follow the edge of the forest. We need to get to the path that you and I went along. Okay. All right, if both of you can give me a um, speed roll, your target number is five, unless you can drop it down to ride the anine. Question, are we picking up uh, directly off of where we left off last time? Yes. Okay. So the other Anine have, you know, sort of started uh, just scattered into the forest along where the kids went. And you two are just out of sight around the, around a bend from the village. Does balance or careful movement work for yes. riding an Anine? I would drop, yeah, I mean, it's a, I think like, we've been having that work this whole time, so sure. You can drop it down by, uh, I guess, are those two separate ones, balance and... They're... So I have it separate in Fantasy Grounds, and I have it condensed in my other one. We've been acting as their one. Okay, then it can, you can drop it down one step. Okay. Um, we can, if you want, I can look in the book later to see if they That's are fine. separate. What about uh, Hillian? I think all Hillian can do is expend some effort. <laughs> okay. So that is what he is going to do. Oh, Hillian with the 17 does just fine. That, that's Rylu. Oh, Rylu with the 17 does just fine. <laughs> with the 17, I would even give you the option of helping Hillian learn a little bit and drop this, drop it down a step for Hillian as well. Oh, totally. And I'll, uh, I, and I think Riley does that by going, Oh, Hilly, no, don't put your foot there. Hillian, Hillian, be careful. Oh! <laughs> Nat 20. Yeah. So, Riley is Riley explaining how to <laughs> Oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, Hillian's just I, like, I, I think what Hillian is doing is just being Hillian about everything and just kind of being spacey and one with the Anine. Um, <laughs> and, you know, as Ryalu is talking to him about, you know, how to handle the Anine, uh, Hillian's like, oh, you're right. This is great. <laughs> so the two of you are staying how far back from the, the line of the forest that would allow the village to see you? Like, how far back have you decided to go? How how deep into the forest are you cutting across to the main road? 
I'm actually not even. Could Hillian stay inside the forest and ride? Like, would Hillian what, do that? So, like, given with a nat twenty, yes. <laughs> would would Hillian do it? <laughs> Hillian's in the front. Hillian would probably um, kind of like meander into the forest a little bit, and then jog back out of the forest, and then meander into the forest a bit, and then jog back out of the forest. Like, um, I I feel like Riley would have to consistently be like, uh, uh like. This is where we're going. Remember, we're we're going here. You need to stay here. Alright, so close enough that you are that you are going out where the villagers can see you is what I'm hearing. I don't think Hillian remembers that there are villagers. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I would get uh, is Rylu going to be okay with that, or are you gonna suggest you pull back in deeper so you don't have to deal with that? No, Riley's gonna let Hillian do their thing, but Riley was also very closely watching um, uh, who is watching us. Like, that's why I stayed in the back, is I'm the scout. Okay. So... Also, I don't want to lose Hillian in a forest. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, to cross over from the area you went in to the road on Anin back is probably gonna take you about four hours to catch up with where they caught up with Jess. Just because it takes a really long time riding and walking in and out. I mean, it's a real meandering way that Hillian's taking you. So... Oh, um... Okay. Would I be able to, once I saw we were getting close to the entrance of the road, but not like where it starts cutting through the forest, but not quite at it. Uh, cut us through the forest, maybe convince Cillian, I don't know if you, how you want to do that, but uh, try to convince Cillian to cut through because I'm pretty sure they're going to have some sort of uh, trap at the beginning of this entrance. So I want to cut through the forest once we get maybe like half an hour away from it. Yeah, go for it. Go ahead and have that conversation. What, one sec. Uh, since I rolled a 20 on on my anine handling, can I say that uh, Hillian is so adept at writing an anine that they're able to use one moment of rest? Oh, yeah. I mean, writing the anine to you is nothing. You could, I mean, you could use two if you needed to, because, I mean, it's seriously nothing. Because the, remember, the first one is just an action. The second one is 10 minutes. And 10 minutes on an anine for Hillian after a 20? <laughs> whatevs. You're fine. Sweet. So. I, you ride almost as well as Tuna. <laughs> All of you are just like, Anine? We got this. There's nothing. If I know the price of Anine, I've ridden one before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know the price. You're like, oh, these are, this is, this is handy. <laughs> I've done a handstand on an Anine before. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to you. Perfect. Maybe you are just like, oh, yeah, we, we, we. We may look like city people, but and we may be city people, but you know. Can I get a recovery roll in? Yeah, totally. You rolled a cool. seventeen. You're also all of you are good enough to have gotten a recovery roll or two. Okay, cool. Um, uh, Hillian, uh, uh, let's cut in here. I'm worried that the villagers may have set up some sort of uh, trap at the beginning of this road. I don't even know if they got to you or not, but. I'm sure she made it out fine. L let's just cut through here. I don't want them to know exactly where we head in. It'd be strange for villagers to trap their own space, but I, I, I guess, you know, if they... Yeah, if you're worried about it, yeah, we can go in the forest. 
I like the forest. Shock, do you like the forest? Yeah. Jock likes the forest. Just don't trust that a little, eh? Um, I, you, you have a good eye. Just make sure to keep an eye out where, you know, you and your Anina are stepping. There's a lot of dangers here. Uh, my my Anin Lodo is, is doing great. You you named you named the Anin already. Yeah, every every friend needs a name. <laughs> yeah, not calling it Jacques was a little weird to me, but okay. <laughs> Jacques is always small. Jacques is yeah. roughly squirrel Jacques is my size pet. all the time. Every, every every other animal is not my pet. <laughs> okay, right. cool. So it sounds like we head in. Um, also, can I talk about the fact that I feel like Riley was just Pearl whenever they're alone with Hillian? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm like, yeah, Riley just turns into Pearl with Hillian. Yeah, and Hillian is definitely a young Steven. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very good, true. <laughs> All right, so let's start off with two uh, a d20 roll each for stealth, so speed. I don't feel like Hillian would be stealthy. <laughs> no, nope. I don't either. I mean, if you want, just for an innate, they're in a forest roll. Sure, I can. I can do a speed roll. <laughs> yeah, Hillian is luckily stealthy. Yeah, well, so what we'll do is we'll do Hillian's roll at disadvantage, and what that means here is uh, that it's one step harder for Hillian okay. to meet stealth. So why don't you both roll? And I'll apply my careful movement. Two 12s on the table. Interesting. Yep. All right. So as you are going through this forest, talking to each other and trying to not be stealthy, like Hillian just not, just, eh, it's fine. Everything's fine. I feel like all, all the way through, Hillian is pointing out different uh, types of bushes with different fruits on them and different things that can be eaten all through the way. Yeah, if you chew that bark long enough, it emits this really lovely flavor, and it's actually pretty good for your teeth. Amazing. That sounds perfect. Hillian, that, that's perfect. D no, don't put it in your mouth, Hillian. We need to keep riding. The two of you see a creature with four legs, kind of a lizard-like back. It's gold with red tiger stripes on it, blue eyes, a head like out of a Star Wars creature. I don't even remember what species it is that has like the two horns up off the head, but and every, it looks basically like a Mardi Gras or Carnival lizard dog thing with tiger stripes. Like basically it looks like a pretty decent hunter. And it um, if you would roll a d24 uh, animal knowledge, then let's see if we all can determine what it is. All right, Riley with a six. No, Hillian with an 11, you would know that this is called a sesky. They, they attack for one of two reasons, because they're hungry or because they have been tamed by someone and are basically hunting animals or out of loyalty to their their trainer they will attack so um there yes can i just say that uh from the image that you sent us um it looks like it's a, a u with an umlaut and i'm very sad it's not a sesky <laughs> <laughs> but sesky is fine <laughs> <laughs> 
fine. <laughs> so when they're hungry, they often attack anything that seems edible, including other sesky. And when they attack humans, it's typically to snatch any food being carried and race off with it rather than eat human flesh. In terms of loyalty, you know that they can become particularly devoted to anything and anyone, including other humans or uh, sesky or humans, statues that seem like creatures, and places they call home. And they will uh, fight to the death to defend a place or person they deem as their own. So this is what you know about them. What are y'all going to do? All it's done so far is peek its head up and turn to look at you and yawned. And I mean, like, really, like... Yawn. Like, when you see a cat yawn and it's really just baring its teeth at you to say, I could eat you or we could be friends. I don't know which it's going to be. Um, I out. think <laughs> immediately uh, Hillian would pull pull back on the Anine and like quietly Riley, stop! Hillian, what is it? What do you see? Oh, what? What is that? Don't, don't make any sudden moves. We don't know. It could be. It, it may belong to someone. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, if it's hungry, um, we, we could be in some trouble. So, do, do we have food in our packs? I mean, I have my rations, but we're gonna need these. We also need our lives. Uh, Rylu pulls out, uh, just very slowly, reaches towards their hip and pulls out their razor ring. No, 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 no. It, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. We, we, we can, we can do this without killing it, because it's a good boy. Let's just, could we just walk past it? I mean, we don't know it's hungry or not. We would have to double back quite a bit, I feel. It doesn't look threatened right now. All right, uh, you're the animal expert, and I'll uh, put away my razor ring and, I guess, get, Can, get some okay. of the rations. I have three days' worth of rations, but I'm not going to use, like, a whole day of rations on a dog. The Seski stands up, and it is roughly the size of a tiger with you notice as it starts to stretch and move that it's covered in hard overlapping scales. And they're pretty intricate patterns. And, you know, they're a little greenish brown to, you know, black white spots all over it with a reddish hue, something like, something like, you know, the dying embers of a fire just painted on it. As it stands up, you realize it only comes up to about the knees of your anemone. But you also both remember that anine are cultivated because they are extremely tasty. Yeah. One sec. You know, I've seen that. I've seen. I've always wondered where the market the market got the patterns for their fabrics, and I've seen something quite like this. It's really beautiful, actually. It's beautiful, but it can also be terrifying. Its eyes track you when you do that, like. And it, 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 it sort of narrows its eyes and it stops stretching and becomes very still. Hillian, think faster. I would like to um, pull out some of my eggs, like as many of them as I have left. I don't know how many I have left. I'll say you have six. You have six okay. boiled eggs of some sort of size and sort. Um, all different. Yeah. They're all different. <laughs> Who knows what kind of eggs these are? 
I'll, I'll pull out what whatever I have like for food, basically, um, large large portion. I will slowly get off of my anine. Okay, you rolled a twenty. I I as far as I'm concerned, you don't have to roll for writing this anine again. You okay. got this. Yeah, so I'll, I'll dismount and stay right next to the anine, and then um, lay out all of the the food onto the ground. Mm-hmm. All right, stalking um, towards you as soon as it smells the food. And it is taking slow, slightly menacing feeling ta- steps towards you because you are, you are new. But it's definitely focused on the food rather than Rylu now, so that's good. Rylu puts their hand very slowly on the whip that's at their hip, just in case. Okay. Hillian gets back on the anine and, or leads the anine away from the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and we move out to medium distance, and I, I motion for Rylu to follow me. All right. It, it's very focused on the food, and it starts to eat and completely loses interest in you for however long that food is there. Let's say I'd give you a good, you know, five, six-ish minutes to, to move away. As soon as I get to, or we get to medium distance, um, I look up at Riley and say, we need to get out of here now. And jump up on my anine. Cool. All right, let's go. All right, you two have gotten past this particular creature, and you are on your way to the road. It probably takes you, you know, a little bit longer to get to the road. You come to the road. You see where you get out that it's... The village is not too far away, but you seem to have come out far enough that they they won't see you unless they are on the road already. And it looks like you see the, the town bustling. You see the smoke from the hut they tried to light on fire with you in it or successfully lit on fire while you were in it, but you got out of. And you see just a lot of commotion and movement but you don't see anyone leaving the village yet. Hillian, I think I should take the lead here just in case anybody is lying in wait. I think you take up the rear, stay on my tail and, and watch out. They may wait for us to pass them, they may not, but I just think it's a better idea if we do get attacked that they attack me first. Okay, well, that, that sounds like a good idea. I'll, I'll keep watching out for the Seski because maybe it wants to be friends. We could always use more pets. <laughs> I, I, I look over at Jacques and say, Don't worry, Jacques. You're still my little Jacques. Yeah. Or food. And Seski is a... It, it's a medium-sized creature. That's something to take note of. All right, so you all make it, but it's taken you most of the day to... Well, not, maybe not most of the day, but a, a good part of the day to get over to where you're at. So let's go back to Tiuna and see what use of time she has made. What is Tiuna doing at this point? You have your two Anine and you're just on the road. Um, yeah, still just like continuing to travel as quickly as possible without like exhausting her Anine. So it's just sort of like medium pace. Uh, and like will she will stop at night to rest. Um, but otherwise, she's just, like, traveling as much as possible. Well, let's do a noontime check, because the first check you did was a morning one where you 
had that little encounter and got a new anine out of it. High or low percentage dice on what happens at lunch? Um, all right, I'll do high. 32. <laughs> all right, let's see what fresh hell you have created for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if this changes your mind at all, you did initially say three percentile checks for the three days of travel, so just be one check per day. Uh, so I think <laughs> we had a miscommunication. I was like three per day morning oh. is what i was thinking oh my gosh okay <laughs> what you were traveling in this forest all right so as you were going along the road you see something step out of the the road ahead of you and it looks like a woman she looks over at you as she's walking and she stops. You can tell she is obviously waiting for you to catch up. Ugh, yikes. Yeah, she's, she's a reasonable distance ahead of you, but you cannot go forward without passing her on this road. You can go right. into the forest and attempt to bypass her. Um, when Tina gets... Like close enough that she's not just like shouting for the whole forest to hear. She'll just raise her voice a little bit and say like, "Good afternoon," and just greet her from still like a, a distance. Why don't you do a quick roll to see what you perceive out of, of who this person is? So it's just an in check. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> she just calls out to you and she says, "Well, hello, stranger. And what are you doing on this road?" Just traveling. Isn't that what everyone on this road is doing? Yes. I suppose that is. You seem to be quite well established to have two anine for one person. And as she's saying this, she is walking just slowly and seductively closer and closer to you. All right, well, I'm going to continue on my way then. Good oh, talk. No. No, I think we... Why don't you come down and sit? We could eat and talk. Uh, I really got to get going. I'm supposed to deliver these Amine. Oh? Who to? I don't know. I just know where I'm supposed to go. So. And what is your name? I Listen, I really got to get going, so... As you say that, you can see that... Um, this person is absolutely beautiful. Like she is, she is quite strikingly attractive. And as you see her, she is, she is definitely like making direct eye contact and really just like trying to get your attention because it seems like she is wanting some she wants to know you well enough to see to see if she can seduce you and she mm. has definite bedroom eyes and she is throwing all of it at you like every bit of it this hasn't come up before but i'm just gonna throw it out there that every character i play is dummy <laughs> so I think a little bit more than bedroom eyes to get to you to stop well i just want to see version of this oh no 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 so she is, 
really throw in everything she's and she is getting closer and closer to you and if you start if you're moving forward then you know you are definitely coming into a i'd say about medium range of her at this point Mm. and she is looking up at you and trying to gauge you know who and what you are you can tell there's something a little off about her though where the way her body is moving there's just something off that you're just like i don't know what this is but i don't know that this is a human (laughs) i mean oh whoops i didn't mean to do that sorry um i mean yeah like tune is definitely not interested in stopping like if she can just keep moving past this person that's what she's gonna try to do well since you rolled a one i'm gonna give the option on allowing you to have the GM intrusion or spend the experience point to not have a GM intrusion? Um, I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll spend it. Okay. So nothing, you know, you managed to go past her and, you know, she actually like sort of reaches out and her hand is very, it's, it looks like a robot's hand, like she'd been hiding the inside of the palm, but it's sort of this biological construct looking thing. And she like reaches out and just misses grabbing your leg. And you manage to ride on past her and she stares at you. And then she shrugs. And then she just walks past you into the forest and continues moving on. Yeah. So you managed to just, you saw this person and you just went right past him. And you travel for the rest of the afternoon and it's coming up on evening. Anything particular you want to do or you just, what's going on? You just do, 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 travel in very, you know, mono-focused. I am getting to my goal. What's happening? Um, if it's getting to evening... What she'll probably want to do is maybe like just before it starts getting fully dark is when she'll want to try to set up camp for the night. Mm -hmm. And that's so that she can like get back on the road before dawn. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she would probably go just like a little bit off the path. So she again, so she's not immediately visible from the road, but close enough that she doesn't lose complete track of it. Yeah, you've traveled really, really well. Like you've made quite a bit of distance because you have only had like two interruptions and only one of them even took a couple minutes. So you have made really great time. And as you're traveling, you actually see an area of the woods that has been semi-cleared. And you can tell it's sort of where caravans go to get off the road and camp for the night and have sort of like a circle the wagons space that is cleared off and you can choose to set up camp there or you can choose to go past that and set up camp beyond it whichever you prefer is there anyone in that camp right now completely empty as far as you can tell um tina will stay relatively close to it because she would hope that since it's sort of an established camping place that hopefully like wildlife stays away from it Mm because they're used to like lots of noise and and maybe some danger there but she won't want to camp in a place where she would be completely visible. Yeah. Okay, so you start setting up your camp. You have all of your gear. If you want to roll uh, intellect check, you can do another 
check of the a more thorough check of the packs on the anine the two anine you have. Okay, and also apply an effort. Oh, with a nineteen, you find two ciphers that were hidden as part of the back of the saddles. Like people could just reach behind if they knew about the compartment in the saddle, and they could grab out these ciphers and there's one on each and so let's go ahead and see what ciphers you get you get a singularity detonation cipher which sounds pretty awesome you get a mind controlling poison and you get to determine what those look like. So tell me, what do those two ciphers look like? And what does it take for you to, I mean, as you're done setting up camp, you spend the time necessary. It takes you, since you're so in tune with ciphers, it doesn't, it probably takes you a half hour of going over both of them to determine what they are. But what do they look like? What's the singularity detonation cipher look like? Um, yeah, I'm gonna say it looks like uh, like a metal flask. So like something that's not easy to break, but something that is, uh, you can just sort of like screw the top off and, and access. Um, and then the singularity detonation. Mm -hmm. And this will put you at your three cipher limit. So just so you're aware. Yeah, I added them into my um, character sheet. Yep. Just making sure you're aware. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, oh. go ahead and what's it look like? Um, I guess it just looks like a uh, um, a sphere. Okay. Okay. About how big? Um, probably just like like could fit in the palm of her hand. So like the size of an apple. Yeah. Okay. So you, f you have that and you have the other. So now you have, you're up to your cipher limit as you get ready to sleep. And Rylu and Hillian, you are on the road. What are you doing? Uh, well, I'm keeping lookout as we continue going forward to make sure that we're not walking into any sort of traps or anything. And then depending on how that goes, that'll change other things. All right, so Let's have each of you roll percentile dice and let's see what happens. Just pick high or low. I'm going low. I'll go high. Who was this roll? That was Riley. Mine. You got a 24. That was actually low. What? Amazing. I always go with the table. Hey, That's nice. Eight. Wow. So you both chose right. I, I, I think you've just won Numenera. Congratulations. <laughs> it's about time. You two disappear, and all that's left is Tuna, assuming you're the worst. <laughs> and completely indifferent to it. <laughs> so, yeah, there is nothing in your way. You see, as you're traveling, you see where all of the Anine had been, and you can see sort of the trampling in, and you note that the the area is sort of covered in blue and and gold dust of some sort, but, you know, it doesn't seem like much of anything. Uh, you don't even see the bodies because they're covered under foliage and stuff. And so you just go by, all of the Nina are gone. You don't, you don't even know the, what happened there. Weird question, how pretty is the dust? 
it's pretty, but it's not really, there's not really enough to go in and get any. It's not even like, it's like the lightest of coating of glitter that sort of catches your eyes. I was like, listen, this might be something for my show. (laughs) Yeah, it's nothing quite that good. Okay. And so you all make it all the way through the lunch hour and it's starting to head into the evening. Why don't you each give me one more roll and let's see what happens. Going low again. With a 12, well done. I'm gonna go high again. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so the two of you travel and you make really good time. With your nat 20 riding this thing and Rylu 17, the two of you are just booking it. And you make enough speed that you're able to actually catch up with where Tiuna is. And you see the same area where people would rest, but each of you roll a perception check. Let's see if you see Tiuna. I'm gonna apply effort to this one. Is that intellect? Yes. Uh, I will also apply effort. Oh, it was a seven and not a one. Okay. So Hillian doesn't see anything. But it, it makes a, a TR, a, a TD four because of my edge. Oh, okay. I was trying to apply it, but it didn't work. But I'm going to take the points out anyway. All right. Since I said I was, it just didn't, the roll itself didn't work. So, you know, why don't you roll a perception check to see if you see them coming? Okay. Um, and I will also apply effort because she's still High kind of on alert, making sure no one is following her. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, you got a 17. You totally see these two and easily recognize that it's the two of them. And, you know, you're able to do whatever you want. You can let them know where you are. Just be like, eh, it's fine. They're not dead. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tuna will um, just sort of like try to quietly get their attention so she's not drawing attention from like creatures in the forest or anything like that cool yeah absolutely so you all are able to reunite congratulations for reuniting the party after splitting and no one dying <laughs> I'm done I, I think that uh, so once Hillian recognizes it's Tiuna uh, like they'll um, come through the forest edge and just be like Oh my gosh, Tuna! I, I thought, you know, I, I knew we would meet you here, but it's so exciting to see you. I'm Tuna Vol, just like, oh, qu- quiet, quiet. We don't know what's in this forest. I'm excited to see you too, but... Uh, there's a Seski back there. Okay, yeah. Come closer, and so we can keep our voices down. Oh, okay. Uh, do you have any food? I'm really hungry. <laughs> yes, I do have a little bit, uh, but we need to... We'll need to get to Ephraimon to restock our supplies. Okay. Riley will uh, dismount their mount and walk over past Tuna. And just as they pass Tuna, they just whisper, I'm glad you're not dead. And then, like, keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice for Riley. <laughs> That's fair. So as the three of you are reuniting, someone actually comes around the corner writing in the knee. Uh, no. And they're coming from behind from, us or from ahead of us. <laughs> they're coming from the direction of Ephraimon. They see you and they wave and they are in the robes of an Aeon priest. 
they're readily recognizable as someone who is of that order. So they happen, they come towards you and... How many hands do they have? <laughs> <laughs> Two. They are Perfect. very human looking. Okay. Um, not even a mutation. They are just human looking with a very nice sort of bronze skin tone and some almond-shaped eyes and just very intense calm about them. Like, you see this person and you're actually fairly just drawn to them. They're a little bit older. You know, as they come up, they're just like, hello, and who are you three fine people? Call of all size, an Aeon priest out here. Please join us. Oh, I would be glad to. And who, am, who do I have the pleasure of uh, of meeting? Uh, I'm Rylu. Um, I wave to the other two. <laughs> We're travelers. We're from the Order of Truth. Oh, are you? Are you novitiates? Do I know this word? <laughs> we, we all just like look at each other. I see. So, how are you affiliated with my order? Uh, we're basically uh, freelancers. Oh, okay. Well, my name is Hegprud, and it is a delight to meet all of you. And he swings down off of his anine and walks up to you all and is like, would you be willing to share your camp tonight? I do travel alone a great deal, but this forest is not the safest of places sometimes. Out of player question, is there a way to tell if someone is from the priesthood besides just robes? Not really. I mean, you can quiz them, ask questions, whatever, but they obviously have these robes and they seem very pleasant. Okay, I didn't know if there was like a, a symbol that people carried on them or something. Well, they, yeah, they have like a chain with the Order of Truth symbol on it. I mean, okay. they're very obviously dressed as a member of the Order of Truth. Perfect. And on Priest who is traveling. They do have another symbol attached to it, but that's not something that... Well, let's do an intellect roll. Why don't all of you do uh, an intellect roll to see if you know what this other symbol is. Eleven from Tiuna, eight from Rylu, and a seven from Hillian. Yeah, none of those tell you what this is, but it it's just the order of truth with a symbol next to it. So, yeah. Well, any member of the priest is welcome to sit by the fire and share dinner. I, I would love to know, what brings you out in this direction? Oh, well, it's kind of what I do. Me and some of my brethren just, we feel like our, our, our place is much, much more out with the people trying to help and heal where we can. Well, I would recommend choosing a different road to travel on because down this road is a village that hates the, the Aeon priesthood. Oh, is that the, is that the Adjurdawan village? It is, yes. Oh, I, I was heading there to see those poor people. I, I had gotten the news in Ephraimon about what had happened to them, and 
I was coming to see if there was anything I could do to help. Because that's not... Why do they hate us? I mean, we did... We... We have done nothing to... Or... Have some of my brothers done something to harm people? No one's done anything to harm them. They're just very upset about what's happened to them. And we were sent from the Aeon Priesthood to try to help them. And we just barely escaped. They were very angry with us. They were afflicted with some sort of... There's something that transformed them. And when they found out that we were going to head back to the priesthood to see if we could uh, perhaps solve this issue because we could not do it on our own, they accosted us. Uh, we had to get out of there. We barely made it out alive. It's so sad what people will do when they're desperate. I understand. Well, maybe we can share camp tonight and just discuss this issue and perhaps when I meet with them, I can help them more. I really appreciate the ability to get some insight from those who have been there. I, again, recommend not going because they... Unless you can go with a cure, they won't want to see you. Well, I find that talking to people helps. So... Not Edelale. Edelale. Is the head of the village. Oh. Any insights you have will be helpful. He did just try to burn us alive in a house. Okay. I he... think there is more to this than, than we are getting in this moment. Why don't we set up camp and I have plenty of rations for all of it. I, I, I never know how, how long the trip will take. So if you would like to sit and share food, then let's sit and talk. Fat rations. I think goes, oh yeah, I'm very hungry. Cool. So Hegpro would dismount slowly because again, he's a little bit older and just starts setting up his camp and getting ready. Is very pleasant, has a very, you know, just very calm aura about them. Like this is a person who, when they mention healing, you feel like they're just telling the truth. You know, they go about their business of getting everything set and start cooking a, a, a dinner. Um, as they're doing that, Tina, I'm sure will notice the symbol again and say, I, I recognize the symbol of the Anne Priesthood. What's that other symbol? Oh, we are a small sect of uh, the priesthood that feel that we do not need to stay in the cities, but travel to areas in the beyond because they have no reason to trust us unless they know us. And we have specialized in healing, and that always seems to make people more amenable to having us around. You mentioned your brothers. Are they near here? Is, do you have more people with you? No. And, you know, my brothers, my sisters, my family members of all sorts is how we look at our little sect. I'm sorry, I've been saying brothers a lot because I've, there was just, we had a conclave of three of us up in Ephraimon before we all split up and went our separate ways. Yeah, we we just go around and see where we can help. I'm planning on heading through Edredawan and up to, yes, I'm planning on uh, traveling down out of the, out of the Badene Forest through this village and then up the Black Riage to Kataris because if anyone needs help, those people with their interesting ideas need, need help and healing. Of course. Um, 
Is there an establishment in Edredawan of the priesthood? We're trying to get back in contact with them. Well, Ephraimon. Ephraimon. <laughs> well, that. in Edredawan, you would be the ones who would know. Yeah. Um, no, there. we do not have a presence there, but many of my order do meet up there randomly. Um, it's sort of where those of us with this region meet and discuss things. I do have... Uh, a, a friend there who might be able to help you with some communication. But let's let's have dinner and talk because I really feel the need to know more about what happened in Etridawan before I go there. You, you have definitely given me some concerns about my welcome. Yeah, I you won't be welcome is what we are saying. We were sent there several days ago to try to figure out what happened and find a cure and. Edelale, the, the head of the village, proved themselves incredibly cruel and conniving and tried to manipulate us and turned the village against us and we weren't able to immediately produce a cure and sent people after all of us. Yes. Wow. There was also a city and a tree, but it exploded. I think we should probably start from the beginning. I... You are from the Aeon Priesthood, and that's who we are representing on this path, but you have to also understand that we've just left an, a, a very volatile and violent village where we were trying to help and couldn't, and they chased us out. As much as I want to believe that you are who you say you are, you could be anyone, and I'm not willing to trust a stranger while we are out here on the road. So what I'm willing to share with you is that we tried to find a cure and failed and we're chased out of the village and Edelale is not to be trusted and I'm not willing to share any more details than that. That said, however, I can't exactly stop my companions, but I would certainly recommend them against sharing any more details than that. And again, I would say that you should not go directly to, to Adredwan. If you want, if you really want to help them, you should come back to Ephraimon with us to try to find an actual cure. And then if you take them the cure, they will be much more open to whatever it is that you have to say. But he has food. I will share the food willingly with no strings attached. And I appreciate your skepticism. It is definitely safer than telling just anyone you meet. But let's share a meal and spend some time and see if perhaps trust can be built. And then they just go about as if nothing that was said impacted them. But they're very thoughtful. They were not put off or insulted in any way, just going about their day. They're going to spend their time getting dinner ready and set up for the everyone to meet up. And all of you will do what you're going to do. What what exactly will you be doing while they're doing this? I mean, Tuna, are you just staring at them suspiciously because your camp is mostly set up? Are you upset that they're joining you? Are the three of you being pulled off to have a conversation real quick? Um, if it doesn't seem like I mean, Tina would basically suggest that, like, we should wait to catch up on what's happened in the since we've separated until we're, like, alone again, like, mm -hmm. just the three of us again. So she would offer to help the, the Aeon Priest get dinner ready. Okay. Riley? Um, so I'm definitely talking with the priest. I mean, I have no reason to be suspicious of them. They look like they represent the priesthood, and they're uh, someone that's conversational and mm -hmm. intellectually, so it sounds like. Yeah. Because they have an abrasive individual and then, uh, you know, 
Killian. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm definitely enjoying the conversation. Um, my question was though, is can we do recovery rolls currently or is that saved for later? Oh no, you can, you're doing very minimal stuff. So you can do recovery rolls, but if you are, have any physical damage, then this guy would offer to help. Like if you had might or speed damage that, you know, was obvious that this person would, Hegford would definitely offer to assist you and say, you know, healing is what I specialize in. So I would be happy to, to help. And then you wouldn't have to do your rolls to just go up to full. Oh, okay, cool. I definitely have damage on those. I just okay. don't remember how I got them, but I'm assuming it's from running from a fire. <laughs> this is very possible. So yeah, I mean, you're not so far off that just both of those, they'd be able to pull out. When they see that you have the the damage, Hagrid stops and says, that looks like that hurts. Give me just a moment. They go over to their anine and they pull out two things. One is a book and they tuck that under their arm and then they pull out a glove with a metal circle. And by glove, I mean, it's really just this metal circle that fits in the palm of their hand and then some wires with finger caps. And they bring that over to you and they say, this might tingle a little. And they run it over the area where you have the damage. You'll feel a little bit of like the nerves just activating almost like short, small electrical shocks, but not painful, just something that makes thing, the muscle twitch. And as they go over after that, it, you're, you see that the wounds are all stitched up and you are perfectly fine. No scars, nothing. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. It's, it's been a day and I look forward to uh, sharing more conversation. That sounds amazing. And they're like, you know, as members of the Order of Truth, then, you know, perhaps you would like to spend some time going over our book. And he hands you uh, one of these books from his, his bag and it talks about the kind of Numenera you might find that are healing focused and different ways you might be able to use them. And so with that, if you wanna take down any of the information, like copy it, you're welcome to do so. Hagrid is, is very accommodating because, and he's just like, any healing knowledge is worthwhile and good and should be shared and allows you to write down whatever it is in the book that you find interesting and talk about the different things, even willing to show you and let you try on the glove, see how, and show you how that works. I mean, Hagrid seems like the real deal. Like he's very just, he radiates kindness in this world that does not have a lot of that. Um, as soon as he mentions that he has a book about Numenera, Tuna will want to take a look at that. <laughs> now it's like, Tuna's friendly. And like to the point where like if if he tries to hand it to Rylu, Tuna will just sort of like sweep in and be like, mm, he, that's not, they're not the one that you want to show this to. Thank you. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I can read just as well as you can. <laughs> yeah, you can read. It's an entire book about Numenera. That's really, you want to read this just to spite me right now? Listen, I'll just <laughs> talk to Hagrid about it. I know that's not your specialty. Yeah, Numenera is my specialty. That's why I'm asking for the book. Hagrid has already put it in Aaron's hand and is just slowly backing away uh, with a small smile on her face and just shaking their head. And you under, you hear under their breath and say, oh, children, 
just <laughs> and just go back to their anine and just unpack some more stuff. I feel like I want to skim it because it's probably really in depth, and I'm not about that. But I do love learning how valuable things are and learning about things in the sense of like, oh, this might save my life. Uh, so I'll probably skim it and then just talk to Hagprit about it. The healing weapons, and I'll actually show them the sort of healing. They're like, oh, I found this. What do you know about these? And... Oh, yeah. And so they would go through and just explain how they would tell you about the level and everything. Everything that you have rolled for, they would give you all of the details about it. And then, I mean, they would totally geek out about how wonderful this is, how useful it can be for someone in your situation who is sent out by the Order of Truth to, you know, to be a first point of contact, especially for the beyond. Can uh, can they give me some sort of tips and uh, to recognizing these weapons or this type of Numenera, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to put on your character sheet that you have uh, an asset toward uh, knowledge asset towards healing Numenera specifically, you can do so. Okay, perfect. And Tuna can do the same since Tuna grabbed the book, and I'm assuming is just copying some of it into their own book. As you all are enmeshed in reading the book you get through the evening you start talking and that will be the, where we end for today so i'm kelrick i'm your gm you can find me on at cormalon on twitter or at eq points uh, i am jess you can find me on twitter at right or you can find all of my social media links and all of the various podcasts i do um, on my website rightjess.com I'm Aaron. You can find me at Space Persona on Twitter. And I'm Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at Punderdrone. And don't forget that I will be meeting up with all of you to give you your amazing Numenera dice from Q Workshop at some point in the next two weeks. Jess, hopefully I'll be able to get to yours today. And that would be it for today. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to Cumanera, an Excorience Points podcast. Are your ears burning for another podcast? We cannot recommend enough checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. There are six friends who have no business behind the mic, or even rolling dice. If you like what we create, then you should check out our other two podcasts on our network. The original Excorience Points podcast is a Starfinder game that releases every Wednesday, Stay up to date on all three Excorience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on ExcoriancePoints.com. Pardon our dust as I continue updates on the website. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>